0: Hi, and welcome to the Metropolitan Community Church of Tampa podcast. I'm Reverend Jacob Hero Shaw, Senior Pastor of MCC Tampa. In this podcast, you'll hear the readings and sermon from this week's service. If you'd like to view the entire service, please visit our YouTube channel. The link to that can be found in the program notes. Thanks. Good morning. My name is Olga Roy, and today's first scripture is from the book of Psalms. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak. For God will speak peace to the people, to the faithful, to those who turn to God in their hearts. Surely salvation is at hand for those who trust God, that God's glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before God, and will make a path for God's steps.
1: Good morning church family, this is Sam Asensio and today's second scripture reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came he was there alone. But by this time the boat battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed a strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink he cried out lord save me jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him saying to him you of little faith why do you doubt when they got into the boat the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him saying Truly, you are the Son of God.
2: Will you join me in prayer, please? God, you call us to these
0: places of justice, of wholeness, the places where righteousness and peace can kiss, where steadfast love and faithfulness meet,
2: as the psalmist says. Open our hearts, God, in this time to your message. Amen. In the gospel message that we heard this morning,
0: it's that famous story, it's in three out of the four gospels, of Jesus walking on the water. What preceded that story? You might remember from last week that right before this happened, Jesus experienced an incredible loss in his life, the death of John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist, of course, was his his cousin, his friend, his confidant, really a person who was truly in this journey of serving God with him. When Jesus learned of the death of John, it was devastating to him. So why did John the Baptist die? He was killed for being a truth-teller. His commitment to the truth is what cost him his life. And yet, in that deep commitment to the truth, even. Death could not stop his message, and he led many people on a path of truth. Jesus was grieving and had taken off to be alone. As as we heard last week, he had taken off and gotten on a boat and, and went out and then came back as the people gathered on the shore needing him. Where we left it last week. Jesus, again, seeking some space,
2: sent the disciples ahead into the sea. He had just fed the multitudes in that miracle in which the meal was shared. And now
0: he has his next chance of solitude, which probably doesn't last quite as long as he might have needed. The disciples are in the sea, and a storm comes. Now, it's August, and this is Florida, and we know storms, right? We know what it is like to be caught up in a storm. We also know... Jesus's side of things maybe a little bit. We know what it is like to just need a moment to to pause, to catch our breath, to grieve. We know what it's like to try to find our footing and then a storm comes. These can be real storms or metaphorical ones. It does sort of feel like 2020 has just been storm after storm. And I imagine that the disciples were carrying a huge amount of stress when that storm came. They were doing this important work, the important truth-telling work, sharing the good news. And they now know about John the Baptist doing important truth-telling work, being killed for it. They know that they are called to follow Jesus, and Jesus is asking them to do all kinds of things that are scary and a stretch for them.
2: They are called to these frightening places, and there is pain
0: and probably some hunger and discomfort, both physical
2: and spiritual. And that is where they are when this literal storm comes upon them. So here they are in the boat, being battered by waves, the
0: storm is coming down, and like so many of us shout out in our own lives, they are saying, fix it, Jesus. They are scared. Their teacher is not with them. And what do they do? And suddenly, what do they see? but this figure walking towards them on the water. And much like many of us, when Christ has appeared in our lives in various ways, they did not say, hey, look, it's Jesus. They said what? A ghost. They were afraid. And Jesus responded with, take heart, it is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter, who's a bit dowdy anyway, Challenges him, if you are Jesus, then make me walk on that water to you. And Jesus is like, Come on. And Peter's all like, Yeah, I will. So Jesus is like, Yeah, okay, do it. And Peter says, Yeah, here I come. I'm coming. And he steps out of the boat and he's walking, steps out in faith. Wow, Peter thinks, I'm walking on water. And then suddenly realizes, I'm walking on water. Goes from, look, Jesus, I'm doing it, to realizing that the storm is raging around him, and it would just take a moment for him to drown. Beneath his feet is just water, and so he starts to sink. And again, like we often call out, he says, save me, Jesus.
2: Fix it, Jesus. And then Jesus reaches out his hand and saves him. They get back in the boat and the storm stops. And Peter believes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German theologian who was part of the
0: plot to take down Hitler and was eventually... Uh, executed by the Nazis,
2: spoke a lot about discipleship and what it means to choose to follow Jesus. Here's what he said about this story
0: Peter had to leave the ship and risk his life on the sea in order to learn both his own weakness and the almighty power of his Lord. He had to step out in order to learn his own weakness and to learn about the power of Christ. Bonhoeffer goes on to say, if Peter had not taken that risk, he never would have learned the meaning of faith. The road to faith, says Bonhoeffer, passes through obedience to the call of Jesus.
2: Going through that place of obedience to the call. And unless a definitive step
0: is taken, that call vanishes into thin air. If people imagine that they can follow Jesus without taking that step, then they, as Bonhoeffer says, are deluding themselves like fanatics. This is the distinction. This is the difference between the idea of following an, an imaginary thing and following Christ. Sometimes it's hard to do the work of following Christ. We want to say the right things, we want to show up and be the, the community, and yet we forget that there is hard work in here that has to happen. Stepping out of that boat, stepping out in faith is frightening. And because it is frightening, we might look around and realize that the storm is still raging and we might lose some of our faith in ourselves and our ability and start to sink. What does our call to follow Jesus look like? What has it looked like for 49 years that we have been this church? What does it look like going into the future? What are the truths that we must acknowledge? What are the truths that we must proclaim? What are the truths that make all of this worthwhile? And what are our ghosts? What are the things that when we actually encounter Christ in our lives, make us see something that is not Christ-like? We encounter Christ, and Christ often tells us the things we don't want to hear about the work that we need to do, the courage we need to have. As I always say to our little saints, to the little kids in our church, having courage isn't about not being afraid. It's about being afraid and doing the thing anyway. It's Peter stepping out of the boat, terrified, doing it anyway. And it wasn't perfect, and he messed up, and he started to sink, and Jesus pulled him out and saved him. Take heart, he had said. Don't be afraid. When do we need to hear these words? Take heart, don't be afraid. When are we struggling with our own ghosts? What fears are holding you back? What is holding you back from being the best you that there is? What is holding you back from helping our community grow and thrive in the best possible way? And how can we work together to let go of our fears? I think a lot of us are like Peter. I know I am.
2: When we step out in faith, things suddenly become difficult. We want to step out in faith and think, well, I'm,
0: I'm stepping in faith. It's going to be easy from now on, and it's just the opposite. It's harder. We start to doubt. We start to sink. We cry out to God to help us. Fix it, Jesus, we say. And Jesus lovingly says to us, fix it yourself. Take this thing that is happening. Take these things that are a struggle for you and use the tools that I am giving you. Be filled with Christ's love so we can fix it ourselves. We trust that we always need Jesus just as much as Peter needed Jesus in that moment to reach out his hand and pull him to safety. We need Jesus we trust that Jesus is always there whether we can feel him or not let's remember when did the storm settle Jesus didn't say let me settle this storm and give you nice calm water to give a little try for walking on it Jesus called Peter out into the storm and it wasn't until they got back in the boat that it settled that isn't a important thing to remember because we have work to do. We are living in a number of storms all at once right now, and Christ is calling us to action. We've been talking a lot about race and racism. We are at a turning point. I pray that we are at a turning point where so many more of us are waking up and understanding. And the storm rages on, and Jesus is telling us to step out of the boat. And we've been dealing with a pandemic for months. And now it's gotten worse. As the virus rages on, Jesus is calling us to do our part to be patient to love each other enough to protect one another. MCC Tampa has been here for 49 years
2: and yet there is still so much work to do. These storms are not going to stop.
0: We come together when we realize that we have Christ in our hearts and God is calling us to do amazing work. How many times in the last 49 years did the people of MCC Tampa think this storm is too big? How many times in the last 49 years did the people of MCC Tampa think we are going to sink? I'll tell you, I don't know the number, but I know for exactly as many times as that has happened. And those words have been said. Christ
2: has reached out Christ's hand to us. And we are still here, and we didn't sink. There will be times that we lose faith.
0: There will be times that we mess up and make mistakes. There will be times that we are so unsure of ourselves, we don't know what will pull us through. But we know this. Jesus is calling us to discipleship. And discipleship is hard and messy and powerful and beautiful and wonderful. Faith and doubt can coexist. Struggle and joy can coexist. We can carry the message of Christ in many ways. We can carry the message of christ when we are tired of what is going on around us we can still hear and share that message take heart do not be afraid it's not easy and we were never promised easy but we are called to believe
2: even when especially when the storm is raging Especially when we think we are going to sink. Beloveds, we've done a pretty good job so far. Got 49 years down and many more
0: to go. We are entering into our 50th year as a family of faith. And I am so excited about what the future holds for us. I am so excited about what we have here,
2: the promise of Christ that we can bring from this place. I'm so grateful for all of you, for
0: all that we have created, and I am so excited about what is to come. Will you join me in building a future so our little ones can grow and their little
2: ones can grow? into this loving community. Amen. As these storms rage around us, know that Christ is calling you, calling you to the beautiful truth of his love in this world.
0: I hope that you've enjoyed the Metropolitan Community Church of Tampa podcast. If you'd like to view our entire service, please visit our YouTube channel. Today's program was edited, directed, and produced by my wonderful husband, Alan Furoshaw.